Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bow, and myself continue our discussion on the first article of the Apostles' Creed. Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast, and I am Brett Bow, and I have with me... Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. Oh, look at you. You're the only pastor. Insisting on title. No, I'm not insisting. I'm (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't say reverend. I'm like a... No, I won't do (laughs) that. The right 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 reverend Brian Rickey. I have it. It's on my wall. I did finally get the ordination, even though they threatened not to do that. But um, (laughs) no, no one calls me that. But um, I'm like a cow going into a stanchion, I think. I just used to say it, used to saying it, you know, (laughs) so, you know. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we are picking up again on the Apostles' Creed, and we're going to start to look at the articles. Time to crack open the catechism and do some confessing. Yeah. Sound effects. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Now, I always feel funny trying to explain the word article to huh. people. I don't know why. Why don't we just say parts or well, divisions or it's, it means the same thing. Yep. It means it, the same thing. It's probably a little bit more official sure. sounding. It um, sounds like the articles of the constitution or articles of confederation. Yeah, well, maybe not. It's that it's the content of a specific unit. And yeah. I wonder if there's not more significance to it in Latin mm-hmm. or something along those lines. I don't know. That's sure. pure speculation on my part, but yeah, it's the first article mm-hmm. on the front page. Yep. Of the newspaper that is the creed. Right. That's good. <laughs> I, I feel the same way about the word tables. Uh, oh, yeah. The, oh, second table. Yeah. First table, the law. Second table, Tablet. the law. Yeah. Yep. I actually think of a table. But uh, anyhow. Like Aslan's table in oh. Narnia. <laughs> I think one time I actually did set up two tables and, and had the kids, my confirmation kids, put the each of the commandments on a slip of paper and... Whichever table it was, but we're not talking about the Ten Commandments right now. We're talking about the creed. We've so moved on. we're just kind of digressing here. We just need to. <laughs> so we're going to start talking about baseball again. I know. would have no problem with that. There's well. always room to talk about baseball. Yeah, yeah. Yes. baseball is God's sport. Yeah. yeah, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, well, let's look at the first article of the creed, and I think I'll just read it for us, and then we can start riffing on it, talking about it. Works for me. Um, that sort of thing. So what is the first article? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures. He has given me my body and soul, eyes and ears, and all my limbs, my reason and all my senses, and still preserves them. In addition, he has given me clothing and shoes, meat and drink, house and home, wife and children, fields, cattle, and all my goods. He provides for me richly and daily with all that I need to support this body and life. He protects me from all danger and guards me and preserves me from all evil. He does all of this out of pure fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this I ought to thank him, praise him, serve him, and obey him. This is most certainly true. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. First article. First article, it's it's beautiful in its simplicity. I love the explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luther really captures uh, what is going on yep. and intended with God revealing himself 
uh, as creator and provider. And he goes on to say in the large catechism that the first article shows and sets forth most briefly what is God the Father's essence, will, mm-hmm. activity, and work. And that's really what we have going on here in the explanation, yep. us looking to God uh, uh, as his creatures for his provision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And as we get into this, and and especially thinking about creation here, you know, looking at the the first article, surprisingly, as a pastor, I think I've been asked a handful of times why the word maker is here instead mm-hmm. of creator. Have you guys had? I've never been asked that. Really, I I've been asked probably three times, three really? four. Yeah, interesting. Inter- yeah. It's interesting that yeah. Why why isn't maker? And well, not it's a creator? translation call, of course, because mm-hmm. I mean, primarily it was written in Latin, so I'm yeah. I guess we'd have to go I, back to the original. Yeah, that, actually, I think the Apostles' Creed was originally written in Greek. Oh, was it really? I think it goes hmm. far, that far back. It's second century. Sure, uh, could, where we have the first kind of intact appearance of it. Yeah, um, and boy, I guess I've I always said yeah, the point there. The people that are asking that question is uh, the word "make." It almost seems like you're working with material to make something, as opposed to. Ex nihilo, yeah, out of nothing. Well, again, it's a translation call, and you know we have mm-hmm. to be careful. Even with when we read our English Bibles, sure. we always go back to the original. And obviously, you know, it's it's a it's not scripture, but it's a wonderful thing that fleshes out scripture. So we always, you know, I guess you just point people back mm-hmm. to the great Creator God. Yep. You know, but it could easily say Creator. Mm-hmm. Well, and I wonder if there isn't more of an intimacy. Yeah. Intended by the term creator is is a more formal title uh, in my mind at least maker the the immediate picture I have of maker is of Jeremiah eighteen mm-hmm. in the Potter's Wheel mm. where it's you know we get this sense in the Genesis one and two in the creation accounts that is, is the creation of humans is this involved process. You know, God speaks this into existence, certainly, but then as it's built upon with this image of uh, Jeremiah 18, it's God's getting his hands into the process. You know, he formed us mm-hmm. out of the dust of the earth. We have that part of the curse in Genesis 3 is from dust you were made unto dust shall you return or, you know, whatever the specific ap- or interpretation of that verse is. And so, you know, at least in my mind, and, mm-hmm. and it's a very postmodern thing to say, uh, it, it, Maker has That's a bit true more for of you, a, is for, no. yeah, you, yeah. you existentialist, you. Yeah. What does this mean to you? But oh. it, it, it has. That's, that's worse oh. than fingernails on a chalkboard. Yeah, it is. But, it, it, you know, in my mind, it has a, a, a more intimate mm-hmm. uh, description of God's role in our lives. I, I appreciate it that way. Sure. Or it could be tradition. Could be tradition. tradition. Kenny would be singing. Yeah, there you yes. go. Could be an Americanization of something. Who knows? If someone out there knows, uh, shoot us an email, put a comment on the post on the website, and we will be educated and appreciate you for it. <laughs> but be nice to us, please. Be gentle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry to, I don't mean to go off on no, that it's tangent. Good. It's, yeah, it's just interesting. I, I don't That's know why. That's a great question. I don't know why it's come up, a hand, like I said, just a few times and over the course of my ministry, but. It doesn't change the fact that God is a creator and that he has spoken the whole world, everything into existence that didn't exist before. Yeah, we have a, a mutual pastor friend, all three of us do, and I've stolen this from him and told him I stole it from him, but he, he says it 
in a beautiful way uh, when he preaches it or teaches it to his congregation says, our God breathes stars. Hmm. And just the image of speaking, mm. you know, the universe into existence. It's uh, in fact, God as creator, uh, that's going all the way back to Narnia on this one mm-hmm. is my favorite uh, section of fiction mm-hmm. ever written by anyone is C.S. Lewis's description of the making of Narnia in The Magician's Nephew. Mm. Uh, I've probably read that passage a dozen times yeah. and it brings me to tears every time. It's so beautiful. And the, the, the giftedness that Lewis had in capturing the imagination uh, of what God was doing for us on the day of creation. Mm-hmm. I just, I get goosebumps just thinking yeah, about it. For those that haven't read that, you give us a little uh, snippet of that. It's this picture. So, um, Magician's Nephew is, of course, the prequel yep. to uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which probably, if you guys aren't familiar with all of Lewis, is the one that has the most popular uh, of the, the Chronicles of Narnia. And in this... Uh, the two children, Diggory and oh, I forget her name. No, it's terrible. Jan, not Jan, no. uh, Sally, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> the two children have, uh, because Diggory's uncle has been messing with sorcery, uh, have been transported to a different dimension. Uh, it's actually a dimension of dimensions where you jump into a pool and get taken to a different world. And so they jump into a pool where Aslan is just doing the creating and it happens to be the pool for Narnia. Mm-hmm. And so they, they hear this like little piccolo trill mm-hmm. and it's Aslan joyfully bounding about this creative work he's doing, singing Narnia into existence. And it's it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That That's really great. That's a great picture of the joy God has in being our creator. Yeah, it's it's part of it. And, you know, uh, Luther writes that the purpose of the first article primarily is to answer uh, three questions for us. The first question is, what kind of a person is God? And then what does God do? Mm-hmm. And then in turn, how can we praise, show, and describe him that he may be known? Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have the first article. That's the function. I think, you know, as far as the content of the episode is concerned, we probably just do well to answer those three questions mm-hmm. in light of the explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, I guess, start with that first one. What kind of a person is God? How is the first article and the explanation, how is that answering that question? Oh, well, the primary uh uh, I don't know, you want to say mode of existence, that doesn't sound appropriate. The, the primary thing we know about God, according to the first article of the creed, is that God is good and gracious. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe God has made me in all creatures and he has given. It's right in the second sentence of the explanation, God has given. Now, again, if the first article of the creed is the gospel side of the first commandment, mm-hmm. where God has directed us to him instead of to the idols and false religions out there, uh, what we would see then primarily is that God's primary feature is his goodness and grace, uh, which stands in contrast to all other false religions mm-hmm. because the, the, the primary uh, deity in all of the religions, is, is the existence is fear. Uh, you're, you know, in the, in mythology, you're trying to appease the gods and get on their good side. Um, I, I don't know much about Islam, but I, I think that's kind of the, mm-hmm. your primary sitting before Allah, uh, in, in that God is angry yep. 
and we need to make him happy. Now, that's not to say we shouldn't fear God. God is, you know, we should have a reverent awe for him. We should be terrified uh, at the threats of the law and that we have offended him. Mm-hmm. But you know, we would remember, theologically speaking, that God's judgment, his punishment, his wrath, that's what has been called for centuries now his alien work. That is something he does because of his uprightness, his justness, his goodness. But God's proper work, the, the right way to identify God as he has revealed himself to us is that he's good and gracious. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that we need to really think about is as we're talking about judgment, I mean, mm-hmm. what is the root cause of judgment? It's sin. And so even judgment is caused by sin entering into the world and through Satan's deception. And I think that if we don't make that distinction, sometimes we start blaming God for certain things that really is the result, the direct result of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, God is perfect. He is holy and he is the perfect judge and cannot allow even the smallest of sins to go unpunished. But the only reason that that's an existence for us mm-hmm. is because of sin and sin entering into the world. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's actually really an inversion of the truth. Uh, in, in today's day and age, God gets no credit for the good things. We take credit for ourselves yeah, and right. praise human and yep. is blamed for only the bad stuff. Yep. In reality, everything good we have in our life is from God's hand. And that's yeah. why I want to make that distinction because I think a lot of people do. They want to blame God for, well, why are you intervening with this? Well, what do you mean he did intervene? Jesus came. Mm-hmm. You know, it could he didn't have, have been to. so much worse. You know, we, yeah. and we don't want to be crass or, or unfeeling in this, but you know, we cry out because of a natural disaster and why did God allow this to happen? And, and the truth of scripture, because of the sinful, broken world we live in, is it could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's God's mercy that you know, has kept it, everything from wiping us off the face of the but planet. There, yeah. there again, why are natural, you know, catastrophes present? Broken it's because creation. of sin. It, exactly. Bro- so yep. again, let's go back to why it's in the world mm-hmm. and who really originally caused that. So let's blame mm-hmm. who blame is due. And it's really honestly mm-hmm. Satan, the, you know, yeah, the creation yep. cries out, it groans yep. in yes. anticipation of Absolutely. redemption. Right. You know? And it's interesting when you look at the explanation of the first article, it's really personal. God has made me yeah. and given me my body, soul, eyes, ears. And, you know, even as you talk about natural disasters, maybe some people would hear this and say, well, I don't like my body or I don't like what God has given me. And maybe you're disformed or have a disease in some way. You know, that's not God's doing. It's it's the ref- result of sin and brokenness in the world. But, but even in that, it's knowing that in our weaknesses and our brokenness that God has still created us. And so mm-hmm. rather than be abortionists or or people of euthanasia, you know, we're coming uh, just a few months removed from that story where Iceland has quote unquote eradicated down syndrome. <laughs> well, it's only because you're killing all the babies that yeah. have been have been diagnosed with down syndrome. You haven't cured anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that God in his grace and his mercy is providing for you, you know, it's the some of the most joyful, impactful people in my life have had down syndrome. Mm-hmm. They're they're wonderful people and they're God's creation. They yep. have yep value. There, yeah. God doesn't make mistakes, and so there is no yep. worthless creation. There's a gentleman in my parish that I'm serving who was a very gifted football player and um, had through concussions mm. has become almost like a little boy. And uh, he's in his 50s, and he has such a wonderful, innocent joy and love for Jesus that just mm. is so inspiring to me. And I, he's just so sweet, and he's just so gentle. And I, I, I look at him... And, and yes, I, 
you know, I'd love for him to be healed, but I don't pity him at all. In mm-hmm. fact, I get jealous. I'm like, God, you know, I want to be a little <laughs> bit more like that. But one day, and this is where God's redemption comes into play, because, yeah. you know, sin is causing these things on the front side. And this is the differentiation that James tried to make, is that God tempts no one. And so mm-hmm. that's all coming from Satan and sin and the presence of sin in the world. But he's on the other side of it, redeeming it, making the redemptive moments out of our pain, out of our suffering. Mm-hmm. And that's where Christ is really glorified in the midst of this sinful generation. But there'll be a day when I get to see mm-hmm. Dan with all his faculties intact. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it'll just be a beautiful, beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the hope of eternity that we've been given is as we suffer, mm-hmm. as we, you know, lose a loved one to yeah. death, uh, is having all of that restored, which is what allows us uh, to cope during suffering. It allows us to move through suffering instead of uh, you know, fearing or, or, or giving up. And, you know, that's, it's a great segue to the second question. What does God do mm-hmm. at its baseline? And foundationally, mm-hmm. what God does is he provides, mm-hmm. he creates and he provides. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, we think in America, we have this Christian foundation and in reality, we have a deistic or theistic foundation where, where it was, you know, I, I think the Bible verse America was probably founded on was God helps those who help themselves, right? <laughs> it's this notion that there is a cosmic grandpa out there who created everything and got the ball rolling, but now it's up to us to maintain, you know, caretakers, things like that. Well, God is now on his well-earned vacation after a week of hard work, that sort of thing. That's not what scripture teaches us. It's God is intimately involved on the day-to-day basis of our life. The reason why I'm about to inhale is because God provides me that breath. The reason Mm -hmm. uh, why we're here is that God has, you know, I think that we would shudder to see the attacks on us from Satan and the danger that God has preserved us while we are completely unknowing. Mm. You know, I I ponder that from time to time. I chose, Brian, a specific route to get from my office to your house where we do the recording. Mm -hmm. I chose, my GPS gave me three or four options, right? And I chose a specific route and I chose it based on, I left with 20 minutes. I needed to be here in 20 minutes. So this was the fastest way. But I wonder that God in providing for me, you know, what dangers might I have faced had I chosen a different route? I actually have a story about that. I'll try to make it brief. But um, before I became a pastor, I was in the music industry and I was on tour with a a music group. And uh, since I was on tour for about a month and a half, I took in my motorcycle. I owned Ducati motorcycles and uh, it was an older uh, 900 SS. And I took it in and I had them just adjust the valves. If you know Ducatis, you got to do it like every 6,000 miles. And so as they were doing that, the guy calls me back and he goes, well, you want the good news or the bad news? And I go, well, let's start with the good news. He goes, you're alive. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, your swing arm that holds your back tire is cracked. Wow. And I had this picture in my mind is like this angel, like hanging on. Hanging, hanging no. on, like keeping my, my rear tire on my motorcycle while I'm going around a corner twice as fast as I probably should be. But yeah, that was kind of a, an interesting thing. And you just, I think if we realized how many things God is actually protecting us yeah, from, right. we would be overwhelmed yeah. with joy, thankfulness, and gratitude. Sure. 
but we almost become entitled when we don't think about it, and we almost expect it, and we think we deserve yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's right. the summation of the solar. I think you hit on it. Uh, it's the content uh, in the catechisms in the prayer section. You have Luther's morning and evening prayer, and, and the line from those prayers is, let your holy be angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. That's mm-hmm. one of the closing lines of the prayer. And it's this notion that everything we have mm-hmm. comes from the hand of God. Yeah. He is He is active. That's right. In in daily sustaining and providing for us. And so the 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 follow up is how can we praise uh, a show describe him that he may be known is yep. this singing God's praises for providing That's for right. us. That's a response to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly contentment is contentment. one of the greatest aspects of worship mm-hmm. that we yep. can be participate in to this great God who provides for us. And and you know I'm going here but the way we make God known and this is our Christian vocation. Vocation. Right at the end. Squeaked right, it in. Right at the end. <laughs> oh, you said it once before. You, but, you said it earlier. Yeah. But the way we make God known yeah. is living by testifying that whatever we have is a gift from him yep. anyway. It, yep. It's this entire knowledge that God is the one who's provided everything we need for life or salvation mm-hmm. that orients us to our neighbor yep. so that we can live selflessly. That is Amen. the confession of the first article of the creed. Proclaiming the yeah. excellencies of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Kind of sounds like an intro to a show <laughs> that I know. <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, I'll yeah, think about that's that. Right. Yeah, I'll, I think I I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that introduction is burned and seared into my mind. <laughs> Love it. It was well, good. Any verse to wrap us oh, up? Or always, no, yes. Always, yes. Okay. always. He comes through again. James chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to join us on iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on the first article of the Apostles' Creed. God bless you and have a great week.